Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. Yet another week of Premier League football ahead. And I mean, this weekend has seen some fantastic action. Let's start off, Mo, by firstly congratulating Manchester United for a 2-1 win over Chelsea. A well-deserved win, not a pretty win, though. I don't think it was uh, a pretty win, but United were quite dominant in the second half. And even if that, you know, that offside goal was given, you, I, you still felt United had it in them to beat Chelsea. They just wanted it more. I mean, Chelsea took the lead, but they, after that, they failed to really do anything with that lead. Yeah, they, they almost looked a bit like out of uh, out of ideas, didn't they? At one point, Chelsea, I think, defensively, Manchester United kept. Uh, Hazard at bay. McTonomey did a, did a great job man-marking him, as Mourinho likes to do with Eden Hazard. But I think at the end of the day, a fair result. Uh, Chelsea fans won't be happy with that, as you well said, the Murata incident. But it means Manchester United are back in second spot and their arch-rivals Liverpool aren't. <laughs> That's it. We just want to keep them out of second and finish above them. But uh, yeah, you, you, you touched on something there. McTominay, what a performance. And, you know, he's growing into the type of player that Mourinho wants. A young, talented youngster who can he can mould him and give him instruction and knows that he's going to fulfil that instruction. I mean, Hazard, he got hooked in that game because he, he was doing nothing, really. Yeah, I just keep thinking, though, imagine if Chelsea had held on to Diego Costa. What a difference he would have made up top there. I don't think it would have worked, though. You know, Costa is a different type of animal. You know, he likes to run at players and, at, you know, Morata is more that clever type player. Unleash the beast. You think it worked? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I'm just being the devil's advocate here. Diego Costa over the weekend, I think in the space of a minute, dived, got carded and scored. So, you know what I mean? He is that type of beast. But let's hear now from Jose Mourinho talking to the BBC. Very happy with the results at Old Trafford. Well, Jose, that must feel very special to you. But not because it's Chelsea. Uh, very special because we beat the champions. We beat a, a fantastic team that is very difficult to is very difficult to beat, and because these three points are the points that keep us in the in the second position, which is the position we are fighting for. Okay, Mo. So Jose is grinning like a Cheshire cat. He even passed that note to Matic afterwards to say three days off. Um, where does this leave United in terms of the rest of the season with 10 games to go? I mean, catching City is almost impossible. Uh, it's not impossible, but almost impossible. But where does it leave Manchester United? Surely the focus is on locking down that number two spot. Yeah, absolutely. It's look, the, the, I'm sure they accept that the title is going to City. But it will be, give them an immense psychological boost over you know rivals like Liverpool and Chelsea. Arsenal, Spurs as well, that they can uh, finish strong at least. First win over a rival for this season, so it will help. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, Liverpool, though, you have to admit, were pretty sensational against West Ham. I mean, that, that sort of attacking trio, unbelievable. I mean, Philippe Coutinho, Philippe Coutinho is gone, but yet Mane, Salah... 
Firmino, they're just on fire. Yeah, uh, at the moment you can't stop them. Eh? And I mean, it's not like West Ham were, were quite bad like they were early in the season. They've been re- uh, rejuvenated since David Moyes' game. But then again, it's a David Moyes team. You know, he's ha- hardly had any success at Anfield, and it just continues to escalate. Let's hear now from Jurgen Klopp speaking to the BBC about the hallowed trio who are doing the business for his team. Jurgen, a, a dominating display from your side today. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I don't think there's, as a manager you can expect a game like this. To be honest, you hope for it and, and you want to see it. It's really rare that you get it. Today we got it and it was, it's really... So unbelievably important for us because of the situation on the table, because of the period of the season, because um, of many things. And um, that the boys delivered something like that um, makes me really happy. They've scored 100 goals this season. I might be mistaken on that, but it's something ridiculous like that. We know defensively Liverpool uh, aren't fantastic, but they have improved. But when you've got those guys, I would, I would fair to say, I think in Europe... They're the most prominent attacking three, most dangerous threat at the moment, bar none. Yeah, definitely they are quite deadly and lethal. But, you know, it's that defence that worries me. You know, if their defence is bad, then, you know, you, you can't just keep depending on those three up front to always bail you out. Well, that's what Swansea did, isn't it? And I mean, I say this because Newcastle are going to Anfield this weekend and let's not dwell too much on the fact that they were 2-0 up for like 80 minutes and still squandered the lead. I mean, fine, a point is a point at uh, at the vitality and Bournemouth have been a rejuvenated side. But Newcastle going to Anfield, how do they put an F1 car in traffic in the words of Carlos Caviel? It's going to be very, very hard for them, especially at Enfield. You know, that atmosphere is quite uh, intense, especially with Newcastle's team. They're not, they're not the, the legends that they were, you know, the, the John Beresfords and, you know, Tino Esprias, guys who could deal with that type of uh, environment. But youngsters will easily be overawed by the, the, the crowd at Enfield. Let me put it this way, though. You look at Newcastle's squad and... and... They are a championship squad at best, with the exception of probably two or three players. Um, they've held their own. If you look at this time two seasons ago, 10 games to go, Rafa Benitez came in to Newcastle. They were relegated. But the difference to when they were relegated in 2009-2010 under Shearer is that the players gave up. They were like, whatever, this guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing. And they were relegated. Bounced straight back from the championship. Under Benitez, though, they finished off with a 5-1 win over Spurs. And that's not a Mickey Mouse Spurs outfit, right? They they showed a will to fight. Bounced back from the championship. This time out, there is a will to fight. You cannot question the work rate and intensity of these guys. I'm hoping that away from home at Anfield, there's some way that Rafa sets up that we can negate those three somehow and at least nick a point. Well, if there's one man who can do it, it would be Rafa. Although, you know, his, his, his allegiance always lies with, the, with, with Liverpool. So, I don't know if he'll be willing to, uh, to, to, to break that. <laughs> we'll have to see this weekend. Uh, Liverpool against Newcastle United should make for a, 
I'm sure we say a nail-biting game if you're a Newcastle fan, that's for sure. But at least I'm not a West Brom fan right now because bottom of the Premier League, seven points adrift of safety, Pardew has one game to save his job according to the media or the tabloids. What do you make of West Brom and Alan Pardew? Well, they're in, a, they're in deep, a deep hole, eh? Because even if they sack him, who are they going to get at this time of the season and will it be enough to get them over the line to safety? Even though, you know, it's so tight, you know, it's a six-point gap from between them and Stoke who are in 19th. But which manager is going to want to take that job and knowing that, you know, it's it's more likely they're going to get relegated? I, I, well, this is the thing. I mean, if you are a manager who's out there now looking for a job with 10 games to go, do you back yourself and take the job? Or do you distance yourself and say, I'll wait till the end of the season rather and see what happens? Because being relegated as a manager, it's not the greatest thing to have on your CV. I mean, bar Rafa Benitez is a Champions League winner who was relegated with Newcastle. He's taken them straight back up. So that's kind of the vision. I mean, look how it's backfired at Sunderland. Sunderland are in danger of being relegated to League One. So any manager right now is saying, either give me the job right now or I'll see you at the end of the season. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to sack him. Rather keep him and, you know, he might just, things might just click for him and, you know, he might stage a bit of a fight back or something because um, I can tell you no manager is going to want that job this late in the season with them so poor. I mean, 20 points from 28 fixtures, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's been a downward sort of slide since Tony Pulis was sacked. Um, but that said, at the Emirates, different story. There'd be a few managers lining up to take over from Arsene Wenger, who, I don't know, man, I think he's run out of ideas. And, and maybe it's time to go now after 20 years in charge. It's time. He's been there long enough. You know, he's done his hard work. He's revolutionized the club. He'll always be remembered as the man that, you know, made them the Invincibles for season. But it's time to move on. He's got to let go. I mean, there's talk of Brendan Rodgers, um, you know, uh, the guy from the coach from Monaco, Joachim Lowe from Germany. There's a lot of guys in there, but I, I think Arsenal need a blockbuster manager, someone who's won titles, who's done it all, to be able to, you know, get the respect of the players. Yeah, it, 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 those are some interesting names you mentioned there. I mean, Joachim Lowe, how would he go? You know, he's done well at international level. Brendan Rodgers, for me... Big fish, small pond. I mean, there's a reason why there's no one challenging them. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, man. I think, you, as you say, blockbuster manager. There's no point in going like a Brendan Rodgers or someone. All due respect. At the end of the day, go blockbuster. You Arsenal yeah. for, for, for crying uh, out loud. Diego Simeone, is, I think, is the perfect type of manager because he gives that spirit, that fight. And, you know, he's got that aggro look on his face all the time like he's never happy and that's a type of maybe what Arsenal needs is a manager who, who, who's, who's got some fight in you and Arsenal certainly didn't have any fight in that League Cup final I mean blown away by Man City Arsene Wenger speaking to the media afterwards says he doesn't feel like he can do anything right right now let's take a listen you know that uh, when you lose a game like that everything is questioned the players and the TV personalities uh, uh, it is now, uh, of course, every time when you don't win a game. Uh, we played against a good side, you cannot say, but uh, we played against an average side. They dominate the Premier League. 
I mean, do you agree with Arsene? I mean, he's been around the block. He's won titles. He's won cups. You know, he says whatever he does now is under scrutiny the whole time. I mean, maybe that's a sign that it's time to go, Arsene. Say to him, yeah. you've got 10 games. Finish off in style. Thanks very much. We'll erect a statue of you and you can have a seat wherever you want. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's done He's done all he can. He can't take them any further. And, you know, they, they, they got a bit of a hiding in the cup final. And they're going to play City again on Thursday. Okay, this time it's at home. But I can't see them really bouncing back and beating City. You know, even if it's the league, they were horrible in the League Cup final. Terrible performance. And that's going to go into this next match. And if I look at looked at the stats, the last time Arsenal actually beat City in the league was maybe 2015, around there. It's been a while then. If I if I look at this Arsenal team, they're not short on talent. I mean, they splashed out for Lacazette. Um, they brought in Aubameyang, they got Mkhitaryan, they've got a rejuvenated Jack Wilshire. Um, Ramsey is a bit unfortunate that he's injured, but playing some great football. There's not a lack of talent in the north of England and in the north of London. Yeah, I like how you said uh, rejuvenated and not overhyped like Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there's a lot of talent, but in order to get the best out of it, uh, you've got to have a better manager. And, you know, maybe the players looking at their manager and say, this guy looks so tired and languished. Maybe we should um, we should just not give, in our, give our best and get him sacked. Yeah, that was the feeling I got with Chelsea a little while ago, you know, not playing for, for Conte. And I just felt like they were maybe not giving 100%. And you know that players can be temperamental at times. So I think maybe that's changed now at Chelsea as they get towards the end of the season. But Mo, let's quickly chat about fantasy uh, manager. Um Everyone was talking about uh, getting Salah back, Aguero, uh, ditching your City and Arsenal players. But in fact, Thursday is another game. So this week isn't quite over yet, is it? No, it's not. And uh, I think every, all the fantasy managers are holding their breath because they're waiting for this game so they can collect their points. You don't know if you how many you've got yet. If you've got Aguero as your captain, you're still holding out that he'll do well against Arsenal. But, you know, going forward, you can't really predict yet because there's one more game we're all waiting for. Yeah, one more game, exactly. Um, Quickly, Harry Kane is still the guy to have in your side. I think he just keeps scoring goals and just popped up against Palace. So, a must-have. He missed like a dozen chances before that. (laughs) But he eventually got it. But, uh, you know, him, uh, Mo Salah, um, a lot of guys will probably go for Lukaku now. You mentioned Lukaku. What's Manchester United's running like now? I mean, is it... So Palace away. Palace away. Hmm. So that will be interesting. That'll be interesting. I mean, he is the flat track bully. He should get six against them. <laughs> I like your and confidence. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Mo, let's uh, chat a bit later in the week once that Thursday night match is done and dusted. Your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. Thanks very much for listening to Football 2 Plus 3. Remember, you can catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cs2plusc.co.za, and of course on cliffcentral.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the football Thursday night. Let's hope Aguero gets a hat-trick.